it was just one thing. I thought there might have been two, but it's all in one. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Amen. All the time. The church is a little changed around because yesterday we had a wedding. We were blessed to see our great nephew get married. And they had it up here at the church. So praise God. Amen. It was a blessing to marry them. And he had a great ceremony and they loved the church. Does everybody have the elements? I do not. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you. I would have over God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we're taking part of this communion because, <clears throat> for one, my wife's been doing a lot of studying on communion. And if that's not the only reason why, because my wife is doing it and doing studying. But we take, we take part of communion because there is life in the blood. Amen. Amen. There is life in the blood. If you took the blood out of your body, you would have no life. There is power in the blood. Thank you, Jesus. But there's power in the blood. There's power in the blood. And there's healing in the partaking of this communion for our bodies. Amen? When we partake of the bread and we partake of the blood, we don't just confess that Jesus Christ died and rose for us. We don't just confess that, but we're confessing, we're taking in His healing. We're taking a part of His very nature, of who Jesus was and is and is to come. And that's all of God. Amen? Amen. Let me get my elements out here ready. His body and his blood. And if you have your cup there, go ahead and get it ready. Take the lids off it. And as we take this, you know, Paul teaches us not to take this in an unworthy manner. That we need to examine ourselves. Before we take it, we need to examine ourselves. Because if we take this communion, it's so powerful that if we take this communion in an unholy manner, that we can actually bring upon ourselves cursing. Amen? We can actually bring upon ourselves sickness. So I want you to take a moment right now and just examine your hearts. If there's anything that's in you right now, you want to get it right with God.
And it's a simple thing to do, and that is to say, God, just forgive me of all my sins and failures. It's that easy. Father, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 11. Paul is teaching the Corinthians there about what he was taught. And he said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he said, and in the same way after supper, he took the cup and he said, this is, cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For he says, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Then he goes on and he tells them, therefore, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup, of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. And a man ought to examine himself before he eats of the bread and drinks of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without recognizing the body of the Lord eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. But if we judge ourselves... We would not come under judgment when we are judged by the Lord. We are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned with the world. Amen? That's why it's important when we go ahead and partake of this that we do not do it in an unworthy manner. So, Lord, as we lift up the bread to you, Lord, and as we ask for forgiveness for all our sins, that, Lord, we're believing not just the power in your communion and your redemption, Lord God, but, Lord, in the faithfulness and the forgiveness and the proclaiming of your kingdom coming. And, Lord, as I break this bread with my fingers, I lift it up to you and I say, Lord, this is your body. Let's repeat it after me. This is your body, which is broken for me. And we do this in remembrance of you. Let's partake of the bread. And let's lift up the cup. Lord, there's so much that we still can't fathom of all you've done for us. And Lord God, and we still don't fully understand the power of your blood. Lord, open our eyes to receive all that you have for us as we are going to partake in this cup, Lord God. Your blood that was poured out for us. And Jesus took the cup and he said, this cup is the new covenant. Let's repeat that. In my blood, do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me.
and let us partake of the blood. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for us, for this generation. Lord, thousands of generations after you've, you've done this and you went to the cross, Lord, we're still proclaiming your blood and your bread. And we're still going to proclaim it, Lord God, until you bring us home. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. There's going to be no kids' church today. But we are going to take up an offering, amen? Come on down, Grace, again. You know, we are a small little congregation, but God sees it and He knows it, and we're not giving, we're giving to Him, amen? We're giving into His kingdom. We're doing it because He promises that He would pour out a blessing upon us. And I know I've told the story, and I'm going to say it again when we started this church. It's small, it hasn't really grown much, you know, since we've started. And I was afraid to take up an offering, but God corrected me. Because he said, you are refusing them a blessing from me by not being obedient. And I had to, and I had to repent, and I had to ask God forgiveness for that. Because it's not for us, it's not for Julie and I, it's not, it's not for the building, it's, it's being obedient to Christ. It's being obedient to what God says to do. And I want to be obedient, don't you? And not only that, but I want you to have a blessing. I don't want to deny anyone to be blessed by the Lord. Amen. And I know every time that we've stretched our faith and we've given, that God has always given back to us abundantly. Abundantly. And we can't outgive Him. Because every time we try, He gives more. You know? So it's just, it's just a cycle. It's an eternal cycle. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you and praise you, Lord, for what you're doing in this body. And I pray supernatural blessing. Lord, it's a supernatural thing when we give to your kingdom. It's a supernatural thing when we give to you, God, that you pour out more upon us. And it's not done in the natural. It's done supernaturally. Lord God, and I believe that, and I believe that, Lord, you are going to bless your people here. Even though we're small, we're mighty in your sight. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead, Grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got some things that Julie and I are praying about and seeking the Lord about. And one is about our prayer meeting. So we're going to be doing some new things for prayer meeting on Wednesday nights that are coming up. And I don't know exactly what they are, but we're praying about it. So I'm asking you guys to pray for us that God would give you give us wisdom and discernment to know how to put this all together. Amen? And other things that we want to do 
and with the building and in the church. So be praying for us, because I believe God is moving and He's speaking like never before. And Joe, come on down. No, come on down. I can't talk about it, Joe, because I don't know about it. There's one thing that is new, too, that Joe has done. And I'll let him discuss it because um, he knows way more about it than I do. He's our techie guy. He's our tech guy. So he doesn't charge too much. $25 an hour, right, Joe? Yeah. We'll see what happens to that. Uh, we have a new app that you can actually look up uh, our sermons. So everything's downloaded on that app currently. So if you want to download this app, you can go to our Facebook page, and there's a link right in there. Uh, it does more than that. It's uh, You can do events. We can set up events in there. We can do sermons. We can do prayer requests. So all that's in the app. And there's also a part where you can just do the given part of it for tithes. If you want to, instead of writing a check, you can go right on there, put your information in there. You can do it one time. You can do it reoccurring. Um, but that's what helps take care of the app, is if we do the tithe into that, do it regularly. Uh, but the, the biggest thing is the sermons are right there. So when I upload them today, they'll be on the app within minutes. So it's just like instantaneously. So that, that really helps our church out to promote this and let everybody know about it. And again, if they want to do some giving in there, it's right there. Click on it. Put in your bank account. Uh, debit card, whatever. Um, besides that, it's on Facebook uh, under Whitehorse Ministries. And right there you'll see that little ad I have on the screen or the little blurt. And you just right above it you click on it and boom, you'll download it right to your phone or your tablet. Uh, you also can do it without a phone or a tablet. You can go right online and do it. So, uh, And it'll pull up the sermons and everything for you. So, Any questions? All right, thanks. Anything else do you want me to add? And it's up and live right now, so I've been testing it, and several people have been using it already. That's great. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. The other thing that, just to give you a heads up, so so we're trying to catch up to a little bit of technology, because we do have actually quite a bit of followers that follow us every week online, believe it or not. So... So that's going to help them on getting the sermons quicker. It'll help you if you want to redo them again. But also Joe and I are going to be working on, and Julie, are going to be working on getting our YouTube thing up. So we can actually do YouTube videos. So we have it online. Now we're, we're praying, and you guys got to pray, because the more we pray, we need to get Internet up here. All right? We need high-speed Internet. All right? You know, it's been, it's been, it's, it's nice in a way because it's like a sanctuary because, you know, a lot of the internet doesn't work and you can have freedom from that. But in today's day and age of technology, it's kind of hard to be able to get things out like this without good internet. So we're praying that that is going to change. Oh, yes. The other thing is too. We're going to start doing a movie night. So we have, uh, what's the name of the movie? Genesis. 
I well, we got movies on Genesis. All right, so which is really neat. They're really um, great, and we, yeah, my wife's gonna because my wife is the one who's kind of the forerunner on this part. So come on up, hon. But movie die, amen. So there's some things that we're gonna need for the church. Paradise Lost. I think it's Genesis two because it's their second movie. Paradise Lost. Or did we get it in three D? We got it in 3D. We have to pray and intercede to God for this event. This is in the beginning, right? And we want to do an outreach to the community, to the school kids, to... We want to hit, because this is the beginning of believing in God. This is one reason why so many people have left the church or don't go to church, because they've stopped believing. And the main thing the Lord gave us, the first thing, is Genesis. In the beginning, God created And so this is going to be a great, we're going to believe this together, a great evangelical tool that God is going to use to bring people to salvation, to believing in God. This is not going to just be a movie or a movie night or it's going to be all those fun things too. And we want to make it so special. So we're going to build up to it. We've got study things with it too, right, Joe? So, um, and we have, we have an extra video too that they want to purchase. purchase right? Yep. But it, our main purpose of this is that it, to solidify our belief in creation. Because, kids, you tell us in your school, do they always talk about evolution as? You know, that's the big thing. They don't say God created the heaven and the earth, do they, Ephraim? They say evolution did, right? The Big Bang. Yeah, because that's how they get them. And to not believe in God as creator. And and the devil is getting craftier and craftier. And the school systems are getting craftier and craftier. And it's time that the church rises up against this. And so this is one thing that we did. We purchased with uh, the church tithe as an as a outreach tool. So our goal is going to be that every seat or every however we work it is filled. And we're not going to just do it once. We're going to do it intermittingly. Is that a right word? So we can do it like, you know, maybe every other month. And then we might have, you know, we'll figure it out. But be praying. That's the most important thing. And I know we've got prayer warriors here and young prayer warriors too. And your prayers get there faster than ours. So you guys got to (laughs) pray. All right. So we are very excited and we should pull together. We'll let everybody know. We'll have a, a gathering where we go over the materials. 
and um, just kind of seek the, but this week, seek the Lord. Really seek the Lord and pray over this, that the Holy Spirit would begin to do a work right now in the community and and help us through our marketing of it, which is not just marketing. It's getting the message out through technology and the good old penny saver too. But um, one of the visions Chris had for the church like two years ago that the Lord gave him, which is odd, but it was like that this church would use technology to its full advantage for salvation, to bring people to salvation. I mean, that was a direction from the Lord. So praise God, every step we take in that direction, I think it's a great thing. And um, so the other thing Chris mentioned, prayer meeting, and I just wanted to say that what we're going to we'll pray about this because we're going to have a prayer service that is incorporating uh, worship and prayer where it's like worshiping a, a, a worship atmosphere and uh, where, you know, it, it'll be different. It won't be just like in some prayer meetings we have, you know, it's more like sitting around a table taking turns praying. This is going to be more of a corporate prayer. So we'll have on you know, worship music either in the background or we may be worshiping and, and praying and, and just coming before the Lord to because as we praise, it moves the hands of God. It moves his hands. So um, exciting news. Thank you. Now, and a note on that, because worship... <clears throat> To me, I love worship. I'm a worshiper. I think we're all out here are worshipers. But what worship does for me in my spirit is that it gets me kind of, you know, it kind of builds me up a little bit. It gets me kind of energized. It gets me kind of flowing with the spirit where I can really feel the presence of God start moving, right? And that's why we want to incorporate worship in our prayer meetings. Because we really, you know, sometimes you come in from a hard, long day, you know, and it's just like you just got to just shake everything off. And, you know, and worship kind of does that. It kind of gets you in that, kind of gets you into the spirit, moving and flowing with the spirit. So that's, that's one reason why uh, we want to start incorporating worship to kind of prepare people for prayer. And really just kind of, we need to be shaking heaven's doors, knocking heaven's doors down right now of what's going on in the world and what's going on all around us. We need, to be, we need to be persistent in our prayers. So, and I think one of the things that the church gets away from, the first thing that usually goes is the prayer meeting. We have prayer meeting every Wednesday, faithfully, pretty much. You know, and it's mostly just mom and Ed joining and Julie and I in prayer meeting. But, you know, we're continuing, and we're going to still do that type of uh, prayer meeting with them. You know, and if you're, you're welcome to uh, come to that also. That's a Wednesdays at 7. So we might have two days of prayer. Now, instead of decreasing prayer, we need to increase because we need to really 
Press in. We might, it might be going seven days a week. We don't know. what We're willing to do whatever God wants. Amen? Whatever God wants, we got to be willing to do. No matter what it is. And it might not be easy at first, you know. But you got to remember last week or a couple weeks now I preached on God is the, is the gardener. And he prunes off all those things that don't bear fruit. You might not want to get rid of that branch, but God knows better than we do. So he might be pruning you, and it might not be easy at first, but God has a, he sees the outcome. He knows the outcome before he even prunes the branch. So he knows what's best for us. Amen? And I'm going to go right into my sermon on that note, because my sermon is titled, The Kingdom of Heaven Advances Forcefully. And the kingdom of heaven is advancing forcefully. And forceful men take hold of it. You can get that in Matthew. Let's just go there. Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. It says, from the days, oh, yeah, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been advancing or forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it think about that since the days of john john the baptist the kingdom of heaven has been advancing forcefully i want you to keep that in the back of your mind and be thinking about it cuz i believe you know, and I've mentioned this to Julie, I don't know, several times throughout the years. And I've said to her, I said, you know, John the Baptist was a forerunner of Jesus, wasn't he? He went out and he prepared the way. Make straight the path in the wilderness. Baptizing them in, in the Jordan River. And it says that he baptized almost all of Judea and Jordan. Everybody that was around, they came down to meet John. And to get baptized in the Jordan River. And I really believe as it was in the days when Jesus was born and John was baptizing. That we are going to see forerunners again. Because we all believe that Jesus is coming back soon, right? Every one of us out here believe that Jesus is coming soon. So I believe just as it was back in the days when Jesus came upon this earth and John was born first. And John was the forerunner of Jesus. That just before Jesus' return, that we're going to start seeing forerunners. And I know there's the two witnesses out there. But the two witnesses come in the middle of the tribulation. I believe even before that we're going to start seeing forerunners. And I know that Julie's been following this young man who's gone across, going across the world, and he's preaching repentance. And I thought to myself, and he, she thought, is he, is he one of the witnesses? But he's not, because they come down from heaven. People believe they're going to be Elijah or John. We don't know who they are really going to be. It says in the, it says in the Bible that they're the two lampstands that stand before God. So, what I'm saying, 
I want you to keep your eyes out. Anybody preaching repentance is a forerunner. They're preaching repentance because they know the kingdom of God is at hand. And I'm preaching repentance too because the kingdom of God is at hand. You know, people say repentance. Oh, Lord, i got to repent, repent, repent. The world has taken the word repentance and has made it like it's a bad thing. Oh, that it's a discipline. Oh, that I've got to be disciplined by God. I'm telling you, repentance is a great thing. It's a great thing because you know what repentance is? It's getting right with God. When we repent, it means that we're turning and we're getting right with God. And I guarantee you that every one of us out here wants to be right with God. All of us want to be right with God all the time. That's why repentance is not a bad word. It's not a bad thing, but it's a good thing. Amen? Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. Be going back between chapter 3 and chapter 11. But chapter 3, 1 through 3, it says that in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight paths for him. I believe in my, in my being that God is such a kind, loving, gracious God. I don't think his great grace is lifted yet. I don't think it's going to lift until we are lifted up off this earth. Until every one of God's children that has been called by his name is saved and is brought to heaven with him. Because I don't care if you're the last person on this earth and Jesus looks at you and says, you're the last one. Come on up. That person is going to feel the greatest grace they've ever felt in their life. Amen? But just like John went out preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. We're going to start seeing an increase in that, I believe. Because if the kingdom of heaven was near 2,000 years ago, how much nearer is it now? How much closer is it now? And I've got all kinds of theories, and I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit that's dropped them into my mind this morning. Now, I'll go over those later with you but how much closer how much closer John says I baptize you with water for repentance but after me will come one and this is in verse 11 of chapter 3 11 and 12 he says but after me will come one who is more powerful than I whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit 
and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor. He will gather his wheat into the barn, and he'll burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Whoo! I believe God's going to do it again. God in his great, great mercy and love for us, for his children, is going to do it again. He's going to do it again like he did it then. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And just like when Jesus came back his first time, he's going to have his forerunners. God is coming back. His kingdom is closer and closer than ever. And I think every one of us here is in need of repentance. We all need to repent in some way, shape, form, or another. I know I have to repent every day. You know, who here doesn't have an unholy thought or speak an ill word of somebody? Who here hasn't stole a pencil from school or an eraser? You know, it's a little, even the littlest things. We all need to repent of something. And as Christians, <laughs> sound like Donald Duck there for a minute. But as Christians, we should embrace repentance. Because you know why? We need to be ready for when the kingdom of God comes. We need to be ready. We need to be prepared. You know, we don't want to be caught off guard. Jesus says, don't be caught off guard. Paul says this in Romans 3, 23. I'll let you pop that one up, Joe. He says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. That's all of us. Now, and if Paul said that, I pretty much can say that we're all sinners. And we're saved only by the grace of God through the redemption that came from Christ Jesus. Amen? And like I say, I'm saying this because the kingdom is advancing. And because the kingdom is advancing forcefully, I also believe that is why we're seeing so much Things happening on the earth. That's why we're seeing so many hurricanes, volcanoes, earthquakes, floods, snow, and freezing temperatures in various places. You know, and this is my theory, I don't know. But they say it's because of climate change. 
Well, it could be because the climate's going to change when Jesus comes back and God comes back and he sets up heaven on earth. We're not going to need a sun anymore, right? Because God is our sun. The light that comes out of the temple is going to light everything up. And what's happened is that the kingdom of God, that binary system they say that's out there in the solar system, that's out there coming through causing all these asteroids and earthquakes and everything, I believe what it is is the kingdom of God is getting closer. Think about that for a moment. That binary system that they don't really know what it is, but they know it's bigger than the earth. They got names for it. Nibiru, Planet X. Well, what if it is the kingdom of heaven coming? What if it's actually the kingdom of heaven coming to earth? Things are changing, and they're going to change. And they're going to change for the good. But what it is, it's like what's happening right now is like we're in a dark room, and then all of a sudden the light's getting closer, so all the darkness has to flee. So what's going on right now in the world is all this darkness is manifesting. It's manifesting all over the place. The demons are running wild because it's just like the guy who was who was demon-possessed, who Jesus delivered, saw Jesus coming, remember? From the, from the graves of the gardens. The minute Jesus stepped in the boat, that demon started to panic. The minute Jesus stepped in the boat and he saw that light coming across the lake, that demon started to panic and he's looking. He's like, oh, no. I know what that light is. I've seen that light before. When I was an angel before, I fell from heaven. That, that light is like the light of the glory of God. So what's happening is the glory of God is getting closer to manifesting here on this earth. And the demons are panicking and they're going out and they're causing all this chaos. And the earth is quaking and shaking, and the heavens are shaking. Because it says in the Bible that the stars of the heavens are going to fall. Just read it in the book of Revelation. John the Revelator told you about asteroids hitting the earth. Stars falling. The earth, the, the, the sky rolling up like a scroll. There will be earthquakes. Jesus said it. Earthquakes in various places. Men will be out deceiving other, the elect. I mean, you see that happening right now. There are many deceivers out there deceiving. Doctrines of devils. There are things happening behind closed doors that we don't even know. There are secret meetings that are happening and taking place. That they want to try to take our word, the precious word of God. Where God says at the end of this book. Let me go to it. There's a stern warning from Jesus, from John the Revelator. He gave it to him in the end of Revelation. What did he say?
Behold, I am coming soon. My reward is with me, and I will give everyone according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. I warn everyone who hears these words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes this word away, takes any words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and the holy city which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things say, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, John said. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. That's what we need. We need God's grace. And thank you, Jesus, we have it. Through the redemption blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. But things are happening. (laughs) Things are happening that we don't even know. Secret meetings are happening that we don't even know what's going on. People have plans for the whole world, but they're not good plans and they're not God's plans. And you know, they're not going to prevail. They think they might prevail. They think they can out-trump God. But they can't. God knows everything behind closed doors. There's nothing hidden under the sun that God doesn't know. But this I do know. Is that we need to continue to be faithful. We need to hold on to Jesus with everything we got. And don't let go. This I know is that God appointed me to be a watchman. To prepare you so you're ready. So when the day comes when Jesus arrives, that you're not taken off guard. That you're prepared in your hearts. And that you know that your family's prepared in your hearts. And all your friends are prepared in your heart. So you're not worried about a thing. But you're trusting in God. And no matter where you are on this planet, you can lift up your arms and say, Lord, here I am. Take me, I'm ready. No matter how old or young you are. Because we can't even imagine what the kingdom of heaven is like. We think it's good here on earth in our own lives. We think things look good here. We have little houses to stay in and live in and keep. We have heat. We have beds. We've got friends. But you can't even imagine what the kingdom of heaven is like. You can't even fathom what the kingdom of heaven is like. You know, Paul said he knew a man who went to the third heavens, and he said that he saw things that he can't even express. He saw things that he can't even put words to. He said, great, beautiful, mysterious things. Think about that. The kingdom of heaven is a supernatural place that nobody can describe. We only see with the flesh. With our eyes, we need to see with our spirits. With our spiritual eyes. I can't wait to see all the... I just can't wait to see it. I can't even describe it. 
to see what? I don't even know what I'm going to see when I get there, but I know it's going to be great. <laughs> Amen. <coughs> but I believe that is why evil is running wild, because its days are numbered. And God's got great things for his people. He's got greater things than we can imagine for his people. And I believe that we're going to start walking out in the supernatural like never before. Speaking boldly that God is going to raise up in us his spirit so strongly that we're going to be so separated from the world that it's not going to matter. And that people are going to see the light of Jesus shining right through us like a beam. And it's going to pierce their hearts like that sword that's able to, like the word of God that's able to to separate between bone and marrow, spirit and soul. I believe that's what's coming to the church, to the faithful ones, to the overcomers. And that's who we are. We're overcomers because we've over, already overcame by the blood of the Lamb. We just need to believe in who we are. We need to believe that greater is He who is in me than He who is in the world. We need to believe that no temptation has seized me except what is common to man. And that God is faithful. Remember, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you, are, what you can bear. But he will always provide a way out for you. Because why? Because God is faithful. And that's why I believe God is going to send the forerunners back to this earth again to preach the word of God, to preach repentance, because the kingdom of God is at hand. And just like Matthew said, it's like Jesus said in Matthew, the kingdom of heaven is advancing forcefully and forceful men take hold of it. So we need to take hold of this word of God like never before and we need to tear into it like it was when you were first saved. When you were first saved, when I was first saved, I grabbed this book and I read through, I don't know, several Bibles until they were falling apart. Falling apart. We need to go back to that. We need to get so hungry for the Word of God and get it hidden in our hearts. So that way we can take hold of it. Because once you take hold of something, you don't let it go. Amen? Once you take hold of something and you got it hidden in your heart, nobody can take that from you. And you need to hold on. Hold on to Jesus because it's going to be a ride. And we're going to be watching it. It's like watching a movie. We're going to be watching the greatest show on earth. We're going to see wonders in the skies. We're going to, we might have some shaking, quaking earthquakes around here. But just keep in mind that that's just the birth pains. That God coming back soon and very soon. Soon and very soon. That's right. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. That's what's happening. That's what's happening in the world. You want answers for the world? Just read the word of God. You want answers of what's going on? Read the word of God. Get into it. Dig into it. Tear into it. Like never before, we need to be fervently. And we need to force ourselves at times. I know I need to force myself to get up. Get up. Read the Word. Get up. Read the Word. Pray. 
Because I'm telling you, my flesh says, no, stay in bed, sleep a little bit longer. Wait for the alarm clock to go off. Stay in bed, sleep a little bit longer, you'll be all right. No. We need to be getting up, reading the word, putting the devil under our feet. Amen? Amen. That's my job. You know, this is what God's called me to do. To be a watchman, to be a forerunner, to prepare our little flock and our family, to be faithful, to be a faithful grandfather, a father, father in law, pastor, friend, husband, believer. That's what God's called me to do. And I'm obligated to it. And I'm not going to turn away from it. I'm not going to turn back. It's just, you know, it's just starting. We're just starting. It's just beginning. This is just the beginning. Amen? So we need to take hold of God's word forcefully. Be a forceful man or woman for Christ. Amen? Amen. All right. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord, and praise you for this day. I thank you for your word. I pray, Lord God, that it would deeply, Lord God, uh, just go into our hearts. Lord God, that's what of you. And what's not of you, Lord God, I pray that it would just fall aside to the wayside. I don't want no trash, Lord God. But Lord, we want your pure word in our hearts. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this week. And I pray for the things, Lord God, that you're calling us to do, Lord God. That, Lord, we would continue on that straight and narrow path. That we would follow you. Lord, I pray for a hunger and a thirst. Lord God, after your word and after you and your righteousness, Lord God. That when you see us, Lord God, that you're going to call us home. Lord God, that you won't pass by, Lord Jesus. But Lord God, that you will lift us up with the saints, with the rest of the saints of the world that you've called. I pray this, Lord God, and I believe this. And I thank you for what you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.